the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is our Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. I just want to just make a shout out to our to our generals, uh, generals, a group of young people who are who are striving to to to, to become leaders, and uh, whether it's by going to college or by stepping out and and uh, just into the working world. And so, uh, I just want to give a shout out to them because they they work hard, meet twelve times a year, learn different skills, speaking skills, budgeting skills, time management skills. They learn all these things and they uh, put them all together and. Uh, either take them on a roll with them. Most of them go to college. Some elect not to just to get out there and start working. Uh, we work with them to get to that point and uh, have had a good time. You know, last year we had uh, had a group earn uh, some full rides, a lot of scholarship money, and uh, and so this year's group is starting off, and uh, they'll they'll be meeting uh, next week, next Saturday, uh, November thirteenth. If you have a uh, somebody you know that can get to. Uh, 1001 Penn Avenue North. That's where Spirit of the Lord Church is. Uh, we meet a Saturday, November 13th from 11 to 1. And we'll be going over uh, different things and helping with the college process and uh, giving them one-on-one tutoring for the college process, but also teaching them leadership skills that can help them uh, just better themselves in professional development. So that's a shout out I want to give. Uh, we're talking about the need for godly men, why our communities need godly men and and why we need godly men, and and, and the difference being that a, a godly man understands his purpose in God. He draws his strength from God, and and he knows what God has called him to do, as opposed to man, right? You know, we, we're getting there. We won't even break it down to male, but we just talking about there. So this godly man comes in, and he, and he knows that this is what God has him to go and what has him to do. God has breathed his life into him. He understands he has the breath of God in him. He understands he has the mind of God, and God has trusted him with with a mission, you know, in Adam's case, it was it was taking care of the garden and naming all the creation. Um, you know, in my case, I shared how I, God has called me to raise the next generation of evangelists. I'm always working with young people. Uh, that's why I have so many people. You know, I got nine children, so I got nine. If I can't get an evangelist out of nine, I'm hurting. But I, I have a couple out of my nine, and uh, and so and then I also have some people that I mentored over the years, uh, sons and daughters who I'm a father to. And uh, and so and it goes on and on and on. I said last week, though, I was going to take it that the God gave man trusted him with the responsibility or with work or his creation. That he gave man a helpmate. And uh, and I shared a little story about how at 27 years old, I was just asking God, like, when am I getting married, man? When, when is it coming? And, and the Lord told me 
I had to start living like a married man now, right? So I start, you know, start, start searching the word and, and talking to other men of God and watching men of God and hanging around godly men and seeing how they ordered their lives and their homes. And I started incorporating that in because I didn't have that in my life. I didn't have a God. I didn't have godly men in my life. Uh, you know, like I said, my, my dad ran, uh, he ran nightclubs. And so that's the kind of guys that I was around. You know, I knew, I knew how to bet horses, shoot dice. I knew I'd do all that before I was 12 years old. Uh, you know, whereas I couldn't find, I couldn't find Genesis in the Bible if you handed me one. And so, so I started doing these things and I didn't get married to 33. So I kind of perfected this uh, thing by the time I got there. But, you know, I realized there were some things that I needed as a godly man before I talked about, uh, you know, having a godly woman in my life. And uh, one of those things was I, I needed to know my purpose. You know, I needed to know my purpose because one of the things that you have to understand is this. Uh, you know, one of one of the great guys who spoke into my life for, for a couple of years was, was Edwin Lewis Cole. And, and uh, my singles pastor, Jack Pigeon in Houston, uh, was his road manager. So he would always come in to Houston and uh, meet with Jack. And so Jack would, you know, bring me along and, and we'd sit down and talk and go over things. But, you know, one of the things he just said, when you look at what a what a man a man needs to have and what a man needs to do. And Ed would always sit down with us and, and, uh, and, and share with us. And one of the things that he talked about is that we need to know what we're called to. He said, cause and the reason why that's important is that God is going to send us a helpmate. And he said, it, you know, one of the biggest things of confusion is this, is that if I don't know what I'm to do, how can someone help me? Have you ever had to help somebody? You said, let me help you. And they don't even know what they're doing. And so, so you keep making suggestions and they keep saying, no, but I don't want to do that. Okay, well, we can do this. Well, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, it gets frustrating because you, you're there to help, but they don't know where they want to start. They don't know what they want to do. And so you're making suggestions. They're turning you down and finally you just say, fine. And you sit there and wait and you feel like a day is wasted and gone. Well, you can imagine when you do that with a day helping somebody. What about if you tied into a lifetime with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. So here I am, a man who has no idea what I'm called to do. But yet I want a wife. I don't want to I don't want I don't want a helpmate. You know what I mean? I want a bedmate. You know what I mean? Because I, I you know I'm 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 crazy because I'm I'm quoting that scripture it's better to marry than to burn. You know what I mean? So but the thing about it is is that you have to understand that it's not only my 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 wife, but that's that's my helpmate. So therefore, and and what are they gonna help me with if I don't know what I'm doing? So if 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 my wife is called to be a pastor's wife, and I'm an electrical engineer, and she's always trying to get me to do something pastoral, and she's always suggesting <laughs> pastoral things, and she's always doing this way, and I'm looking at her like, look, I don't need that. I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me there. And then, and then this is mismatched thing that comes up and then we're fighting against each other because I'm running from my calling, but she's called to, to do something else. And, and it's like, it, it all begins with me is that, that a godly man knows what it is that God has called him to and what he's to do. And so therefore, when God brings that help made, he knows that the person who's going to come into his life is going to be someone that's going to help him accomplish what God has called him to do. And, you know, I remember when my son-in-law asked me for 
uh, you know, could he marry my daughter? And I and I had to ask him. I said, "Son, are are, are you are you serious about pursuing ministry?" And he said, "Yes, I am." I said, "Because I'm gonna tell you, my daughter is a helpmate for a minister." I said, "If you're not going to pursue ministry, let her go." I said, "You know, you don't marry for love; you marry for purpose." I said, "Let her go." I said, "Because it's just gonna." be conflict and, and constant conflict. And he said, no, sir, I, you know, I plan on becoming a minister and everything like that. And I said, well, then she's for you. You know what I mean? I said, she's for you. You know, and some people look at me and say, well, how are you going to come in there and say, I said, well, no, I'm just trying to be biblical with the young man and let him understand something that maybe his dad didn't teach him that he, he needs to, he needs to find his helpmate. You know, you just don't get nobody because they look good. They look fine or they got a nice job or whatever they, whatever they got to go in there. You want somebody, Right. That 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 God has called and ordained to help you, yeah. You know I mean, you know, and so even when my other son wanted to move to another city because his fiance was making more money than him, so they're gonna follow him. I told him, no, nope, we don't do that. I said, I said, you're not her helpmate; she's yours. Now you might get mad at that, you know. What I mean, I don't really don't care, you know. What I mean, it's, it, but the bottom line is, is that. He didn't know what he was called to. Only thing he was looking at who who make the most money. That's where we live at. I said, man, you need to seek the Lord and ask the Lord what city you supposed to be in. I said, it's crucial that you're in the right place at the right time. I said, you don't follow the dollar. You know, what I mean, she's following you because of your direction because she's there to help you. But then you're not even using God as a as as a source. You're using dollar figures as a source. I said, God will make up for anything that you lack. You know, he'll provide all your needs. You know what I mean? You, you're stuck on wants. You know what I mean? To go through that route. You know, and he had to had to change and, and alleviate base. You know what I mean? But but that's what, you know, that's what older godly men should do to young godly men. They should let them know. But when God gives you a helpmate, that's what he's giving you. He's giving you a helpmate. But the first thing, the responsibility is you got to know what you're called to do. No one, can, no one can help you if you're still confused about what it is you want to do. You're changing your mind every two, three years. You know, you just put that woman in a living hell in frustration. You know, and it goes in there. and same thing you women. If he can't give you a clear notion of what he's called to do and what God wants him to do, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> let him go. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know finding a good man is a hard premium for some folks. You know what I mean? But you got to understand something. You don't want to, you don't want to go be caught with nobody who doesn't know what they want to do. Right. Because they're going to bring catastrophe to your life. It's like Jonah. Jonah was running from his call and running from his purpose. And he not only caused himself pain, but he caused a whole lot of other people pain. You know, the guys on that ship, the people whose merchandise got thrown off the ship, all of that because he didn't want to do what he wanted to do. And he wanted to go do something else. You know what I mean? So we got to understand something here. The first thing is knowing what it is that God has entrusted you with. I mean, we all got to have a job because we got to pay bills while we on this earth. But I'm talking about what is our calling? You know, what are we called to do? You know what I mean? It's, it's job, it's career, and there's calling. Job just gets you money to survive. Career is something you train for, but calling is what God has called you to. If you can get paid for your calling, hallelujah, jump up and down. But usually, you got you to gotta do your calling outside of your job <laughs> or your career. You know what I mean? Because sometimes calling doesn't always pay what, what, it need, what it needs to pay to get there. But if it does pay... 
thank the Lord and keep on moving with it. You know what I mean? And that's something that we as as, as the godly man has to understand so that his helpmate could be there and have understanding. So now you understand that, that a man has, has has purpose, has to know what he's called to do so that his helpmate can come in and can fill in the gap. But right. But also, you know, you as a man have to provide a home. You know, you got to have a home. You got to have a home. You can't be still sitting up there kicking it with your mama, running around here looking for a wife and then trying to go do something else. Yeah, I mean, you might marry somebody else, but you won't marry nobody in a sudden household. You know what I mean? You better already have your house, have your apartment, have your whatever. Yeah, I mean, you go prepare, make that work fit in the field and afterwards build that house. You know what I mean? You got you got that ready because you know you want to get married. You know what God has called you to and you start preparing that thing. Oh, yeah, the woman going to come in and she's going to woman. She's going to beautify it. You know, she's going to decorate it. She's going to do whatever she need to do. But, you know, you you as I tell my girls, you better make sure he got a threshold for you to walk across. <laughs> you ain't going to take you to mama house. You know what I mean? You better make sure he got, he, he already maintained the house. So here I am, 27, man. I realized I, I I got rid of my roommate. I got my own home, my own apartment. You know, I started maintaining the house. I started doing things. I started preparing. I started preparing my life and myself, you know, to bring someone into my life, to, to come in there to bring someone into my life. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, when 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 everybody showed up and got married in the Bible, the man had a place for them to stay. You know, what I mean, he had a place for them to stay. You know, what I mean, it wasn't no guessing and working. I know we watch the TV shows where we go out today and we pick our house together and everything like that. And that's fine and dandy. But, you know, I, I want to see I want to see how well you maintain a home. If you can't if you can't maintain a home, why am I going to marry you and then put that pressure there? I want to see if you can maintain a home. You know, it, it, can you maintain a home? You're a man, maintain a home. You know what I mean? that That's 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 how I raise my boys. I say, you're a man, re- maintain a home. You know what I mean? Bob, you're out of here. You know, you've been taught, maintain a home. You know what I mean? Pay your rent, pay your bills, keep it up, keep it clean, you know, when it come in there. You know what I mean? The, 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 the sudden model is this. Can't no woman outdo us in only one thing. That's having babies. <laughs> you can't outclean us, can't outcook us, can't out nothing us. You know what I mean? We, that's how we roll. You know what I mean? When you come in there, but I want them to be prepared. I don't want that. I want them to be prepared to understand, to be a great leader and a great man of God, to be a, a, a godly man. So you had his helpmate, but the helpmate also has a call on her life. The helpmate also has a call. So now you, you as, as King priest warrior, you know what I mean? You know, you, you, you have to, you have to also make sure that that vision or that calling your, in your wife's, Life is nurtured. Then you have children and they have calls. And now you also got to make sure that your children's call is nurtured and it comes to pass. So what you find yourself doing is not only maintaining your calling, but now as the priest of the home, you have to maintain everybody else's calling. And then your wife is helping you along in this journey and you're making sure she stays on track with the Lord. You stay on track with the Lord. Your family stays on track with the Lord. And that's what that's that's the role of a godly man. Not dumping it on my wife. I'm not dumping it on nobody there. Oh, my wife prays, prays more than I do. You know what I mean? And goes in there. And my wife, she calls shots. She corrects me. Yeah, you know I mean, but you know, but that's not the issue. The issue is I'm not dumping it. And and I've been around long enough to see people, men, dump things on their wife. The spiritual part on the wife, and they just handle the work and make the money part. That they, they goes along that the helpmate is very important in what we do and in maintaining. That's what keeps us as a godly man, you know. So you look at Proverbs 
31. The first nine verses are dedicated to what it means to be a godly man. The next the next uh, 21 verses is dedicated to what it means to be a virtuous woman or a godly woman. You know what I mean? Proverbs 31 is, is a chapter for both of us to get in there with. We're not going to get into Proverbs 31, but it's just something for you to really look at to understand. If it first it starts out setting the tone for the man, and then it comes in and sets the tone for the woman. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about, wrap up uh, the need, our need in our community for godly men. And uh, we're going to just talk about sowing and reaping as we wrap up things. So stay tuned and be back. But you know what's up and you know that ain't gonna solve nothing I mean, Lord forbid, I might follow something and I'm all another cuss All I need is you To hold me down like bitch strapped to the psych ward It's killing me, but you still with me when I fight Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Hi, this is Paul Ridgeway. You know, I tell my daughter every time I go and speak that I was once a stud muffin. She said, Dad, now you're just a muffin. I can still laugh about that, but I even laugh more because we've got a great comedian coming, Amy Barnes. is going to be with us on Saturday, November 5th at our AM 980 Clean Comedy Night. Tickets start at only $9.80, and she is hilarious. You can find tickets and details at am980themission.com. Join us on Saturday, November 5th for Clean Comedy Night, brought to you by Mathnasium. Knock me down, but I got up again. Yeah. I'm standing strong and I can face the wind. Oh, no, no. Made it through the night out, it's a brand new day. And it was only by His grace. Now I can say, I, I, I made it. I, I, I made it. Hey, man, we made it. Made it back after the break. Made it back from the Bahamas. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, Twin Cities, man, it, I know God has called me to the Twin Cities because I can't stand cold. I was raised in Chicago, and but I can't stand cold, man. And I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, love it, you know, having having a, having a great time. And uh, But I got to take breaks. I got to take heat breaks every now and then to get out of here. Uh, so we talk about your helpmate, the need for helpmate, and, and one that a man knows his purpose. Two, that a man maintains a house, that he has to maintain a house. He has to learn how to maintain a house. And uh, and so when you look at your 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 wife, your helpmate coming in to help you, and uh, and I have to understand they're helping you. You know what I mean? And we don't dump things on them. And you know God has purpose and things for them to do, and He has things for us to do. And, you know, as we seek God in our relationship and we understand, you know, the certain roles we have in our in our family, in our society and and, and things go well. You know, what I mean, I, I, I'm thankful for my wife. Uh, you know, you know, people tell me how blessed I am uh, to have my wife. And I, I, I'm thankful for that. She allows me to uh, run my mouth, you know, what I mean, because she knows I might be on a corner somewhere late at night talking to somebody or doing some things and. And uh, and so she allows me that freedom and, and she, you know, maintains home and does that. And and, uh, and I can step in, share and share the gospel and, and watch people grow. So but looking at the last part I want to talk about is that 
even in your relationship with your wife and things are there and, and the love you have for her, the love Adam had for Eve was a love that I'm, I'm still trying to comprehend because even in the midst of Eve violating uh, the rules that God has set out, Adam also uh, bit of the apple. And I know the decision process had to be a, a, a great one to know that, you know, that, that this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. And I guess, you know, if she goes down, I go down, you know what I mean? That, that that's a, uh, that's a hard one to look at. You know me, I just would have laid down and went to sleep and just said, waited for God to take another rib out and get me another one. You know what I mean? But, but he didn't, he stuck with, he stuck with her, even in error, he stuck with her. And I know sometimes I, in the church, when people make an error and, and, uh, you know, we, we, we get a biblical grounds for divorce and we run and we take that ground and we go get us another, uh, we go get us another one, you know? And, and, uh, and so, but a lot of times we got to understand forgiveness, the role forgiveness plays, um, in there and a godly man forgives, you know, Adam never held it against Eve that they got kicked out the garden. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it wasn't written that, that he nagged her all the time about, you know, we're cold because of you, you know, uh, our son killed our son killed the other son because of you. You know, you you if you had to deal what you did, or if you hadn't did what you did, and, and it just wasn't that blame game going back and forth constantly. Adam Adam's boys worshipped the Lord, so Adam didn't hold anything against God for putting them out over one mistake. And and I know some people who are angry at God because they feel like God let them down one time. You know what I mean? But here's Adam who makes one mistake. And he gets put out the garden, but yet he raises his sons to worship the Lord and, and, and to give offering to the Lord. And the Lord communicated with them and still and still loved on them in spite of that mistake. And what we have to understand is, 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 is a godly man understands sowing and reaping. He understands when God gives our punishment. He don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? He don't have a problem with it. The, the person who's not a godly man, they don't want to complain about God is judgmental and mean and evil and doing this. But the godly man understands. He understands that, you know, that's just, that's the nature of things. The law, I, I, you know, you reap what you sow. And, and, but long as God is with me, I, I can handle this. And we have to understand the forgiveness of our spouse, forgiveness for our children, forgiveness for our God. Forgiveness is the key point of this Christian life. And a godly man forgives. He doesn't hold grudges. He doesn't, he doesn't get caught up into that. And you can see that in, in, in Adam's life. And you can see that in other men of God's life that they they weren't hope they understood something. Job, after all he went through to find out it was just a test. Oh, uh, man, please, you know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna find me another God. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, but no, he just kept on worshiping God and never questioned God and kept going. And but he realized that God tested him. But he could. But Job understood that whatever the, the Lord's reasons were, and his reasons was to encourage people like me who go through Job experiences. You know. I, I didn't have so many surgeries and been through so many things. And, you know, and I, I like how people tell me, you don't look like you're on dialysis. You don't look like you just had a triple bypass. You don't look like I'm glad I don't look like it, but you don't know what I'm feeling. You know, <laughs> it's like I say, but, you know, but the thing about it is I just count it all joy. You know, I just keep on bouncing and, and hopping and, and, and going on about it because I understand as a godly man that 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 I, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. But. When God takes me through this thing, I'm coming out unscarred. You know what I mean? They, where they go there, and I'm gonna be a testimony of 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 the witness that you can survive these things. You know, I may not be a testimony that you can avoid, 
but I definitely gonna be a testimony that you can survive. You know what I mean? And if that's the, if that's the testimony I need to have, then so be it. I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to experience it. You know, that's trusting and that's and I don't hold no malice. You know, I, I don't hold no unforgiveness. You know, people ask me all the time, do you feel bad as a minister that God allows you to go through the problems you're going through? And I said, I don't even think about it. I say, because I don't even think about it. It's just, it's just, it's just something that happened. It was just a, a, a disease I had, and just, just something I had. I, it wasn't nothing I did. It wasn't because of my anything I did, the choices I made, or anything like that. It's just something that was there, and it just kicked in at that time. Godly men understand that, and that's why our communities need godly men. You know what I mean? God bless. You know some things. That, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Senator Richardson out of Houston shared something to me one time he was, uh, you know, he was, he was on the board of you for Christ and he would mentor me when I first came into the ministry and, and he made us Senator. And after three years as us Senator, he, he shared with me that he, he was not going to run for reelection. And I said, why not? And he said, because you can't be a godly man in Washington, DC. He said, you can be a Christian, but you can't be a godly man in Washington, DC. He said, I got to get out. He said, because D.C. is based on compromise. Godly men don't compromise. You know what I mean? So and he never ran for reelection again. He just went into the ministry. And I always remembered that, you know, so stay true to your call. Don't compromise what you do. Young men, if you're single, prepare your house for that woman that's coming to help make this coming. But most of all, prepare yourself by knowing what kind of help mate you're going to need by knowing your purpose. God bless you. And I'll see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.